Country. Sidewalk, sideway, yeah. From Sideway. sideway. Deploid's playing right now. We are in the bathroom wanting to give you a little intro to this pre-recorded episode that we did with Ripper Gently, curator and head organizer and head mistress of Pink Flamingo Cinema. Because today we're talking about Outlaws, the curation that they're pulling together. It features some of our fave directors, Jen, I want to say Lizzie Borden and Hype Williams. Well, you've just taken the words right out of my mouth because I don't <laughs> want to mention any of the other ones. Fair enough! <laughs> <laughs> and we also, I mean, speaking of not mentioning, we actually asked Ripper during the conversation, who is Andre Wadja? Because he's everywhere, but not in our lexicon. But before we dive into it, I just wanted to acknowledge that we're coming to you on Reconciliation Week. It's Reconciliation Day. Seriously. We're coming to you from the ACT where it's actually a public, a public holiday, holiday now. It's a pubic holiday to actually connect and acknowledge reconciliation as an important facet of Canberra and life. This show comes out from Gadigal country and we want to acknowledge all the clans of that region and pay our respects to elders past and present. And... Uh, I guess just also acknowledge that Indigenous cinema is the only thing that's going for Australian cinema in general. Seriously, seriously. And if we can do anything to reconcile that fact with uh, all of the things that also get funded. For real. And I think I think we need to remind people that some of the first acts of cinema, recorded cinema, were on this stolen land. Stolen, unceded land. Some people even say that the first, wait for it, narrative film was recorded. Oh, someone's coming into the bathroom. Okay, we gotta go. Spotlight. So today on Love Songs on Monday morning. Loves what other love songs? <laughs> we have Ingrid Dykeman from Pink Flamingo Cinema. Yes, we do. Hi. Thank you for joining us on Movies, Movies, Movies to talk about Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah, a program of outlaws, outlaws cinemas, outlaws who make cinema, outlaws in cinema. Yeah, that's that's the vibe. But. For those who have never been and don't know what it is, mm. can we revise everyone's memory? What is, where is Pink Flamingo Cinema? How did it set up? Who are you? Are you rip, Ripper at Pink Flamingo? Yeah, Ripper Gently. That that started because I was too nervous to intro films myself. So I was like, I'll just adopt my existing drag persona and do it that way. And then I, I never stopped doing that. My little security blanket. Security blanket. I love Ripper. I love the idea of a personality being security blanket. <laughs> a persona. And to Jen and Ange. And to Jen and Ange. <laughs> Why Outlaws? Because when I was seeing the list, I was like, whoa, this is so not my version of Outlaws. So what's in your brain when you're thinking about Outlaws? So it, it started with um, my co-programmer for this session, um, Joseph Pallas, who's an independent film critic, um, who'd been desperately trying to secure the w- rights to Alex Cox's Walker. Um, which, if you're not familiar with Alex Cox, he directed Repo Man, which a lot more people have heard of. And Walker was his absolute disaster film. He took six million of Universal Studios' money to make a historical epic and uh, made a film with the Contras and Sandinistas in Nicaragua and uh, had an absolute disaster. Um, it's a fantastic film, but he's been wanting that for a long time. And when he mentioned wanting to play that, it set me into thinking of... Um, 
Who else fills that kind of role? Who else fills that, not outlaw in the Clint Eastwood, John Wayne sense, but uh, who is, is truly someone operating outside the system? So we're thinking about that both in terms of uh, characters in the films, uh, but also the filmmakers themselves. So a lot of the filmmakers, um, even if they're using studio money, are working uh, within, say, Grindhouse, like Abel Ferreira. Um, or Hype Williams, who, again, someone who took a lot of studio money and just kind of did his own thing. Mm. Yeah, Belly. Belly. We've been talking about machete kills a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> this week, which comes to mind when you say outlaws and taking studio money to make grindhouse films. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been kind of a running theme throughout it. Uh, some of the films were very successful in the program. Some absolutely, you know, died a terrible death on release and only now are getting that uh, revisionist sort of um, repertory, like, oh, now you're part of the canon. Now, 20, 30 years later, you're part of the cult canon. Well, you were talking about Walker, which I feel like is giving Peter Dutton in the colonies. but Usually, oh my God. <laughs> but I feel like you were saying earlier as well that you wanted to build a program around Born in Flames by Lizzie Borden. Yeah, that was my first thought of, like, so, so Walker is very much, you know, he's our... He's our protagonist, but he's not our hero, who's very much a, you know, not a good guy. He's the, you know, manifestation of manifest destiny. He's colonialism walking around. And um, I was thinking, okay, what what runs counter to that, but still has some of that outlaw ethos? And um, yeah, Lizzie Borden's Born in Flames is something I've been trying to fit in my head into a program for a really long time. Um, And it obviously comes at... Uh, outlawism from a completely different perspective from uh, the idea of uh, people taking you know more traditional forms of protest through pirate radio graffiti paste-ups and what happens when that um, gets pushed further and further when those more acceptable forms of protest and outlawism uh, get sublimated and how, you know, what direction do you go in then? How What happens when you get pushed further and further and further into direct action and what would that look like? Just like Juliette Binoche and Chocolat. Exactly <laughs> like that. True outlaw arriving to mess up the little provincial town. <laughs> that's your outlaw? <laughs> that's, that's my outlaw. I want to ask um, about, uh, help me with the pronunciation of this, uh, Andre Wajon. You, you should know an Andre when you see one. I should um, know Andre. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm great at uh, Polish names, but I believe it's oh Andrzej Wojciech. This is the one time we do need my... No, I'm kidding. We need my in the studio we all the a, time. We need a Polish But girl. especially when there's Polish, Polish pronunciation. Well, um... She's always calling us out on Polish directors. I know. And we love Polish filmmakers. I know. And my favourite... favourite outlaws. My favourite love song is Polish Girl by Neon Indian. I always see Wodja on lineups. <laughs> name keeps popping up and I wanted to ask you what the appeal is maybe it'll entice some ticket buyers he's everywhere he, he's everywhere well he is he's one of the premier of the the new Polish school of filmmakers um Ashes and Diamonds probably his most famous internationally um but not necessarily within Poland it's part of his uh post-war trilogy um so there's also a generation canal and Ashes and Diamonds is the third one um, it really captured a kind of zeitgeisty mood, even though it's set directly after World War II. It's made in the 50s, and um, the aesthetics of it are very much almost a, a Polish post-war James Dean. So very leather jackets, sunglasses, uh, very much in that that type of youth rebellion iconography. Um, yeah, it's got... I don't know, it's stunning visually, and I think it's a lot of his later work 
delves more deeply into intricacies of uh, Polish politics and, and culture. And this one is a little more accessible on more levels, I think. It follows a, a bit more of a, a pattern that you don't need to be as familiar uh, with the culture of Poland to go along with. But yeah, this one for some reason got picked up. It, it'll routinely pop up on your, you know, a thousand movies to see before you die, 150 top mm-hmm. sort of post-war films or Polish films. Um, yeah, it really gets out there a lot. Whenever anyone says leather jackets, I think about that Willem Dafoe, Catherine Bigelow movie. I've forgotten its name. Mm. I've forgotten its name. Vampire Bikers. Uh, Vampire Bikers. Mm. Uh, so sexy. Yes, yes, yes. Catherine true. Bigelow famously cameos as a leftist Gordon. journalist in yes. Born in Born Flames. In Flames. And who could imagine that later she'd become a total op for the state? She's uh, a total op. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> We're ops for the state too because we secretly love love that movie we love that movie deep down great tone love greg fraser's beautiful nighttime helicopter <gasps> cinematography the score thumping score as we go the through end, the uh, oh, the so mountains manip- of afghanistan so cancel us now well cancel you know you can be an op and still and still have talent should we talk sydney film festival lineup while we're in yeah. outlaws what what are your picks if any Honestly, I just want to see Elvis. Mm. I, I, I heard it just went <laughs> off at Khan. I love love Riley. Can't pronounce her last name. Kyog. Riley Kyog. I'm wondering, is there an Elvis screening at the it. State Theatre or is it just at Hayden? I believe it's at the State. It's at the State. And Thank I think there's God. two. There's and at the Orpheum. I think there's one on the very night that we launch our program, thanks to this late release, yes, um, which is on the 15th. But Ooh. you know what? There's going to be another there's screening. Always there's always There's always choices. You're an embarrassment of riches. But um, I know. I have yeah. to choose between Satyajit Ray, Sarita Chowdhury's favourite Satyajit Ray movie, A Hero. Mm. Or Elvis. Or Elvis. <laughs> and I think we all know what it's going to be. Uh-oh, sorry. It's honestly because AGSW has more uncomfortable seats in the state. Do they? Actually, I don't know. No, that plays a big part, though. That yeah, plays a seats. big part. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that I, I always consider when I'm like, it's a three. that's a three-hour movie right there. Yeah. I'm going to need lumbar support. I'm you gonna can need... well, sit I'm... to the side at Pink Flamingos in a whole couch. Yes. Mm. You can have a whole couch. It's something we pride ourselves on. Well, I'm 100% that twink and I only want to go to the Frederick Wiseman films at AGNSW. I'm not here for Central Park. I'm so sad. I'm not here for those films either. I'm really going to have to just... Uh, wait till never to watch those Frederick Weisman films because I'll only see them at the Sydney Film Festival. There's also a film, I don't know if it's going to be any good. It looks kind of beautiful. It's in the main competition and it has Elizabeth Salander from the original yes. Dragon Tattoos yes, 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 playing yeah. the mother. She's. It's based on a painting I like in the NGV in Melbourne of a sheet by, Schenk? by August Shank. And it's called Despair or something or mm. Anguish. No, it's called Anguish and it's about two sheep and the babies died and the mother's mourning the loss of her baby and there's all these crows these hungry hungry crows crowding around on a stormy day i don't know the name of the film but i remember seeing the trailer for it and it opens with charlotte gainsbourg in a radio interview and she asks the radio host she goes so is this what you do with your life and i'm like whoa <laughs> did you feel a little bit seen a little bit seen, perceived i see her big up i see her big hands and i just see her and i just think oh my god this is a movie that's <laughs> speaking to moi <laughs> um so charlotte is something that i'm missing out on i'm missing out on all the films but uh what else is oh uh daughters of the dust the julie Beautiful. dash restoration um if people haven't had a chance to see that that is yeah that's a stunner i know i've seen that so many times in the last two years i know it really is on repeat. i've really seen that movie more than anything else in the last two years mm. but it's beautiful and it's worth seeing if you haven't what i wanted to ask you guys because I see this being advertised to me in the SFF emails, the retrospective screening of Strictly Ballroom that's going to coincide with Elvis. Mm. Do we think that that's a good sell or are people completely over Strictly Ballroom? Like, is there a, a dedicated audience that's going to rush to that screening? I, I think there is enough of an audience that will routinely come out for that just 
every time. Yeah. 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 I read a beautiful anecdote about Baz Luhrmann talking about going up to the Northern Rivers after completely bombing his premiere of Strictly Borum and the exhibitor walking out and he was cutting off all his hair and then Khan Khan called. called. Khan just called. And the security security guard pulled him aside and said, your life is going to change. And that's on Khan. (laughs) (laughs) Outlaws. When's it starting? When's it finishing? How can you find tickets and how much are they? Uh, Outlaws is starting on June the 15th, so very, very soon. Um, We left a little bit late and uh, it's running every Wednesday. So the 22nd, the 29th, 6th of July, 13th of July and July 20th. Uh, You can find tickets. uh, There'll be a link on our Instagram, which is Pink Flamingo Cinema, on our Facebook, which is also Pink Flamingo Cinema, and on our program on our website, which is www www.pinkflamingocinema.com uh, Tickets are usually about 10 bucks. We'll have them available on the door or pre-sales online. And what love song are the lovers going to be driving to Pink Flamingos listening to on their way to their date at Outlaws? Ooh. Can I say what it's not? Yeah, what is it I don't not? think it's the one by MIA. Oh, no. I know. This Christian imagery. Christian imagery is not making us fall in love. I like the pink though. The pink's beautiful. Is it Don't Forget? It might be Don't Forget by Sky Ferreira. That is a true rapprochement song. It could be. Um, it could also be Your Best American Girl by Mitski. That's or cute. Or it could be uh, Maps by the AAS. Oh, you, so really... you can find Pink Flamingo Cinema. Perched between a gorgeous, what seems like a 24-hour bakery that is always busting out some bakery good smells. And Boss Kebabs. And Boss Kebabs. Sydney Street. And in... Bob Hawke's... Brewery? Is that brewery? Yeah, Brewing and Leisure Club and something and else. And Yum Cha. Yeah. But Some strange mix of yeah. 1970s fetishization. Yeah. Every time I ask for the address, or every time I say the address for Pink Flamingos, people say, oh, Mothership. And I go, no, Pink Flamingos. And they say, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's Mothership. And I'm like, no, it's actually Pink Flamingos. And they say, yeah, Mothership. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> No. But you have to enter through the side now, which is new for us. Mm, not necessarily. Oh. From the don't oh, do, 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 do. oh do, do, do. let's start again. <laughs> Go to Pink Flamingos and um, def- and Pink Flamingo lives within Mothership. Mothership Studio. Pink Flamingos pops up in the beautiful ad hoc space that is a huge warehouse on Sydney Street. You're not gonna believe it. You're gonna walk in. You're not gonna realize it. This is there's there's nothing else like it in Sydney, no, and that's what everyone says to us. Your is best cinema. You walk on through like sniffing the sweet sumptuous smells of like a jalapeno. Baked good that's wafting away. And now let's give it to the pro. How would you describe where Pink Flamingo Cinema is? Uh, So Pink Flamingo Cinema is an ad hoc space, a screening space, a cinema, a a coming together convergence point where we specialise in rarely screened films. So uh, yeah, a bit of repertory programming, a bit of new stuff and things that you generally can't find in cinema spaces anywhere else in Sydney. And that's that on that. Thank you so much, Ingrid. Thank you so much for coming in. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.